if I knew what I knew now, I would have skipped mm-hmm. single family homes. However, here's a really important caveat. Almost every one of them, 99.9% of them began in some form or another with single family homes. Yeah. So I think that people forget the challenge of getting that momentum mm-hmm. rolling. I'm Neil. And I'm Brittany. We are a family on a journey towards financial and location independence. Each week, we interview successful real estate entrepreneurs about their chosen investment strategy and rate it based on how much money it took to get started, how long it took to educate themselves, how passive it is, and whether or not they could do it from anywhere in the world. Welcome to the Road to Family Freedom. If you like our show, the easiest way for you to give back is to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Head on over to roadtofamilyfreedom.com slash review for links and instructions on how to do that. We would be so grateful. All right, enough out of us. Let's hit the road to family freedom. Before we get to this week's show, I'd like to make you an offer. You can video chat with me if you like. It's something people do with me all the time, and it's completely free. Every Wednesday evening, this is a free strategy session done over video chat. Anything and everything you want to talk about in regards to real estate investing. There's no sales call here. There's no ulterior motive. I'm not going to pitch you on a mentoring program. This is really just a way for you and I to connect. I talk to real estate investors all the time at RIA meetings, but there are only so many meetings I can attend having a family and a full-time job. And I prefer the one-on-one connections anyway. doesn't matter if you're a brand new investor just starting out or an experienced investor. I can act as a sounding board on a deal you're looking at, or maybe just answer some questions you have about real estate investing. Head on over to roadtofamilyfreedom.com slash connect and fill out the form there to schedule a call. I look forward to speaking with you. Greetings, friends and families. I'm Neil. And I'm Brittany. And you're listening to The Road to Family Freedom. Today, I'll be interviewing a Las Vegas-based investor and Airbnb operator. He's a husband, a father, an overall awesome person. He's Neil. Welcome, Neil. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Brittany. In more ways than one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So we are uh, putting together this little mini episode today because we... Bought a house. We did. Bought a house. We bought a house. We bought a rental property. And it's the first rental property we've uh, purchased strictly for the purposes of being an investment property. We previously owned a condo here in Las Vegas, but that really started off as our own primary residence. It was never intended to be an investment property. It turned into one, a really bad one. Uh, (laughs) A negative cash flowing investment property. Yes. Yes. Learned a lot on that. Awesome. um, Applying those lessons learned on this one. Yeah. So what kind of property did we buy, Neil? (laughs) Well, Brittany, my love, we bought a single family rental in North Carolina. Three bedrooms, two baths, uh, about 14, just shy of 1,400 square feet. It has a lovely open backyard too. It does. uh, North Carolina, yeah, North Carolina is like, in the South, they have like massive backyards and no fences and things like that. Yes, so. it's very different from uh, from Las Vegas, where yeah. everything is fenced in with walls. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and lots of rock. Yes, that's okay. All right. So, how did you go about finding this property? I reached out to a friend of mine, reached out to my network, and told told people that I wanted to buy a, a single family rental, and I was looking for a market where it would work. I found this market. 
And then this person already had a team in place that they had worked with in the past, a realtor who was experienced with working with real estate investors, which mm-hmm. is very important, and also a contractor who also is a property manager. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think if you've listened to enough of our episodes, one of the things that you can really take from that is that if you are looking to invest long distance, that you really do need to have some kind of team boots on the ground there that is really trustworthy. And one of the ways that you can do that is to sort of partner with someone who's already doing that or ask them, you know, mentorship, partner, pay them (laughs) to, Mm -hmm. to help you do those first deals, whatever can get you in the door with those people or, you know, find your own contacts, but it's really, really important because you can't do everything, especially from thousands of miles away. Yes. And I did, this came off of the MLS. This was uh, a foreclosure. So there are still deals out there. It took us, um, we probably made offers on at Mm. least half a dozen properties. And this one was actually the first property that we made an offer on. And it was originally, our first offer was not accepted, but it fell out of escrow with the the person who won the first bid. And then we came back in, offered, I think, a thousand more than what we did the first time. And we got it. Awesome. Well, let's talk about the numbers there. Okay. So what was the purchase price? The purchase price was just over $60,000. Okay. All right. And then, so this is a foreclosure, so it's it's not in good repair. No, it's not. But it's not actually, it's not terrible either. It needs, uh, we're, we're doing a new roof, new floors, new HVAC, probably some new siding on it. And I think a some deck. new appliances. I think it needed yeah, a the new deck, deck probably needs to be redone. So. For safety reasons. Yeah. So rehab costs, what are we looking at? We're looking at about $20,000. Okay. All so right. So we're all in for about $80,000. All right. And what... What's the estimated value after we do all the rehab on it? The ARV, our estimate is it could be anywhere from 108000 to all the way up to about 115000 Okay. So what, is that, what does that translate to as far as like rent and that kind of thing? Well, if you do, we're all in at $80,000 mm-hmm. and we estimate that the rent will be about nine hundred and fifty. So if you were to do the 1% rule, do a quick math here, math in public. <laughs> Pulled out the calendar. Calculator. Or calculator. <laughs> uh, they both start with C's. Also, we didn't sleep last night. Yeah. We have a we, sick child. Yeah, we have a sick child. That's 1.1%. You know, if you go off of the, one, the 1% rule. Okay. But more importantly, the ARV should allow us at $108,000 if we get a mortgage for 75% of the value, then they will loan us $81,000, which should allow us to pay back all of our initial investment. Awesome. And then do it all over again. again. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we've talked to a lot of investors in different spheres of the real estate world. And, you know, we've, this has been a long time coming, but this is really our first intentional real estate action. <laughs> you know, the Airbnb even was sort of a an accident in a lot of ways. And and so why did we pick a single family home rental? Well, first let me correct you. It's not really our first intentional deal. We have been I have been involved in a, 
a large multifamily deal. That's true. And if I had to say where it was a syndication, if I had to say where we're ultimately going with this, I would say that we're going more towards that. However, it's uh, we've interviewed uh, now over probably 30 investors, and I've talked with at least double that number of investors over the last three years, some of them very successful. And I would say that a lot of them would say, yeah, don't, you know, I would have, if I knew what I knew now, I would have skipped mm-hmm. single family homes. However, here's a really important caveat. Almost every one of them, 99.9% of them began in some form or another with single family homes. Yeah. So I think that people forget the challenge of getting that momentum mm-hmm. rolling. I once compared what I was trying to do with uh, multifamily and self-storage as like trying to push a 5,000-pound boulder over flat ground. It's probably going to be good once it gets moving, but it's really tough to get that moving. So this was really an effort to get things moving. It's a little bit of momentum. Awesome. Uh, the law of first deal, I can get into the specifics of how we financed it and why I think it's uh, sort of a, a relatively low-risk way to get started. Do you want? Sure. Let's talk about that. All right. So we're funding this from our HELOC. We bought bought it as if we're buying it with cash. We have uh, a substantial amount of equity in our home that we were able to tap. And we were actually able to purchase this property with uh, less than 20% of our overall equity in our home. So we're not risking a lot of equity uh, in our home. We have to be very strategic in how we use that HELOC. I've had all kinds of people tell me, you know, oh, you should take your HELOC and uh, put 20% down on uh, a bunch of uh, homes, you know, Mm -hmm. turnkey properties. And I don't, I don't want to do that. I I look at a HELOC as it's really cheap money, short-term money. Uh, Now, a lot of people do hard money loans. Those are great. They're also very expensive. Um, And we're able to borrow this money from ourselves at 6% interest and it's interest only. Okay. And um, the, the, the plan is to obviously buy it, rehab, mm-hmm. get it rented, refinance, which will then allow us to pay back our HELOC and then repeat. Awesome. Since this isn't our ultimate goal, how many properties do we want to repeat on? My current goal, I've set out a plan over the next 12 months to acquire four properties. Now, I currently would like to do single family homes, but depending on how how well it goes, I may decide to sort of move up and try and do a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex just so that we're we're using we're going to refinance using delayed finance program, which basically allows us to we don't have to have a seasoning period. Uh, if you've heard any of our previous episodes with uh, Alex Felice in episode one, Lee Huffman, I can't remember his episode, both of them are masters of the uh, delayed finance program, which allows you to basically put your rehab costs mm-hmm. onto the HUD. And so when you go to a bank and say, hey, I want to I want to refinance this, they basically look at that and they there's no seasoning period. A lot of times banks... Uh, will require you to do a seizing period anywhere from six months to 12 months. Okay. Uh, we don't have to do that. As soon as we're done, as soon as we've got it rented with a signed with a long-term lease, 
we take it and we and we get the refinance. Okay. The long term mortgage. So the seasoning period is how long someone would like that would be like we'd have to have a renter in it for it that correct time. correct a bank will say basically okay once you get it rented you now have to have it uh you know that person has to be in there for 12 12 months before we'll okay. let you refinance got it got it that makes sense and just to clarify i'm making it sound like i have no idea what has been happening with this but i really do <laughs> <laughs> she does she's been she's been very involved in the process i've been yeah you know i've just it's been much easier to allow you to really take the reins on looking for the property and me sort of be more of the cheerleader and kind of learn and understand what you're doing along the way because I don't have the same eye or knowledge for finding those things. But it's been really interesting to be along for that process and kind of see the different different places that, that I have have come across and oh, that could be a, a good deal and that could be a good deal. So do you want to talk about what makes a good deal for this? Sure. We were looking for a property that we could acquire for more than 50,000, well, anywhere from 40 to $60,000, 65, I would mm-hmm. say was kind of our top. We're looking for something that would rent for anywhere from 850 to 1050 mm-hmm. that's kind of the sweet spot in this market it's kind of a b class working class housing it's not like super nice but it's not a really bad area and then it's just a matter of finding a property you don't want to go too low because you you want to be all in for over $50,000 otherwise the bank's not going to finance it okay so a lot of times you know people will say oh hey i've got the, i'm buying these houses in detroit for for $10,000 and I'm putting $25,000 in them. So I'm only at $35,000 and I'm like, well, good luck getting financing on that. Uh, most banks won't do that. So we really, you know, I sort of, once you kind of have that, what the rent is going to be, mm-hmm. now you can kind of back into that for what the 1% rule is going to be. Okay. Now, if, if you recall what the 1% rule is, it's, it's, it's a rule of thumb. It's not hard and fast. It basically says that a property should rent for at least 1% of its total purchase price. Okay. Uh, and you should, if it, if you do do that, then you should be okay. Now that's, it, again, it's not a hard and fast rule. You still want to run your numbers. Mm-hmm. It's just a way of screening it. So we were looking for properties that I could basically rehab for, buy and rehab for under under $85,000. So we're going to have to take a pause here because I can hear our, our son is... Uh, He's sick. Sick. Okay, let's see if we can get back into this. Yeah. We, we are, have, we're back after some snuggles, yeah. <laughs> a little cough medicine, some TV, and some food. Yeah, I have a sick five-year-old right now is pretty pitiful. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, that's but that's what the road to family freedom <laughs> yeah, is all yes. about. <laughs> yes. So where was I? I think I was talking about what make what makes it a good deal. Yeah, it was it fit the one percent rule. I sort of backed into it from the the rental. We anticipate it's going to uh, rent for about nine fifty. So if I was going to buy it at the one percent rule, that would mean that I would want to be all in at ninety five thousand dollars, and we're all in it about $80,000. So we have some room in case there's a rehab thing that... Yep. If the rehab goes a little higher, that's okay. Uh, I don't anticipate it will, but 
it's always a possibility. Yeah. So awesome. All right. So we what much- else? I mean, we went over everything. So yeah. what else would you like to say well, about um, our this project or you know what we're doing going forward? Well, I think it's um I think it's important to to understand that this is my end goal, our end goal is not to own a massive portfolio of single family homes. Yeah. We right now at most, I think what I'll do is buy nine of them. And that's because of the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac rules allow you to each individual to buy up to have up to 10 mortgages. We have currently one on our primary residence and uh, I can add nine to that under my name. And currently that's how we're going to finance them. Brittany's name is not going to be on the the loan document Mm -hmm. on these where I'm going to try and save her name for if we want to do nine more. Yeah. I don't think we will, but I want to leave open that possibility. And again, this is this is a base hit. It's a step forward. A lot of uh, real estate investors never get to this part. Uh, yeah. And we have struggled to get as far as we have. And my good friend Eric Hemingway talks about every real estate transaction begins with a certain percentage of fear and a certain percentage of excitement. And when you're new and when you've never used a HELOC to, mm-hmm. to 100%, 100% purchase a, a property that you're then hoping to rehab and refinance and get out of it, there's probably more fear than excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was a way for me to do something that was really not all that hard. Wasn't yeah. a big, wasn't a massive big transaction that I'm trying to do. And I know that we have, even if things go wrong, we have a reserve to handle what, uh, you know, handles, we have the reserves to handle the costs that would, would come that, from that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's, it really is. You, you kind of have to, you always have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, I don't even know that a lot of it's not necessarily that we didn't know how to go forward. We didn't, didn't have the the resources or anything our other tiny our other child it's our furry one is about to bark because it's we're recording this when uh daylight savings changed and, and so she thinks it's dinner time it's it's 420 <laughs> but she thinks it's 520 so anyway um hopefully she'll be quiet for the rest of this but um i don't necessarily think that all of us because like we can't move forward in other ways or we're scared or we don't have enough knowledge or anything like that it's really just that logistically speaking, because of the circumstances we're in right now between our full-time jobs and, you know, our life, that some of those other options just aren't really good options right now. Mm -hmm. So we want to get into this. We want to learn more. We want to be able to sort of walk the walk as well as talk the talk because we have this podcast. We know a lot about this, but we aren't doing as, as much of it as we want ourselves. So this is a great way to get started there learn some things and really be able to speak without feeling like we have imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel, I I don't feel that way, but it's a matter of um, reducing the fear percentage with real estate transactions Mm -hmm. and increasing the excitement. I mentioned again, I mentioned my friend, Eric Hemingway. Um, Eric's been in real estate for 20 years. I'm sure he's lost money. But Eric is one of those guys. I love you, Eric, if you're listening. 
Eric is one of those guys, when you bring him a transaction, he's like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> you know, and because he's done enough real estate transactions that he's, he's got confidence in himself about, yeah. you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Okay. We'll lose a little bit of money. We'll make money on the next deal. Yeah. And so that's kind of what this is about. It's about sort of reducing that fear factor and, and getting some steps in the right direction. Awesome. All right. All right. So uh, are we there yet? <laughs> no, we're not there yet. We're, just, uh, <laughs> but we're in the car and we started the car. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. So we'll see you next time. Thanks we're going to do this all us. again next week. All right. Let's hit the road. Bye. Bye. And if you like this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you take just a few minutes and leave a review for us on iTunes. It's really simple to do. Just go to roadtofamilyfreedom.com slash review for links and instructions. Thanks for listening. We're doing this all again next week. Until then, safe travels.